no lie, I heard this, I don't even know where it came from, but I heard this voice say, before you kill yourself, why don't you give Jesus a try? Mm. My mom has been a praying woman all her life, and I literally heard that. And when I heard that, I felt, I, I hope somebody can know what I'm talking about, but I felt this presence come upon mm. me. Man, for the first time in my life, I mean, I knew my mom always loved me, but for the first time in my life, I felt a love that I couldn't, I never experienced wow. and I feel like it was holding me man like yeah. the love was holding me bro put that gun down broke down crying boo-hooing lifted my hand I surrender I was in my mm. bedroom in Pleasant Grove 2520 Summit Lane Dallas Texas 75227 have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past of course I have everyone does background checks now which makes it hard to bounce back what do you I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn. You are tuning in to background check. You know who this is? I think it's Exodus. You're right. He played at our North Texas Giving Day event last year. He's on the show today. Yeah. All right. All right. Everybody, welcome to Background Check Podcast where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past. Realize their future. And brought to you also by The, the Way Back. Back. Yay. It's one of the premier reentry programs um, in the Dallas area. you got to give them a call. They can set you up with so many resources. Uh, the graphic is on the screen now. We'll put it on the screen at the end. But make sure you call them when you get out. They do pretty much everything except uh, housing. They don't do housing, so don't ask them for an application for housing. Uh, we do housing, but I will say this. We are full. Well, we got one guy coming out on the 6th, Chris Kaufman. Get ready, buddy. And then we have um, uh, Hazleton, Jeffrey Hazleton. Uh, of course, you, you still have a couple months, but um, but we're, we're excited. We're excited you guys are getting out, man. Uh, I hope that... You don't get bum rush now for all your stuff, y'all. Y'all don't do that. Leave them alone. All right. But um, yeah, we're excited. We're we're glad to we're glad to have the house full. And yeah, uh, I like it when the house is full. Yeah, you do. Why do you like it when the house is full? I don't know. It's a bunch <laughs> of people to talk to. Yeah, it gives us more people to talk to at the events that we have, and um, and yeah, it's just more fun. Open house is more fun. And uh, breakfast Bible, Bible study, study is more fun. Uh, so yeah, we we love we love it when the house is full. The other thing that happens when the house is full is that tensions 
start happening, you know, arising and uh, people start getting upset at each other, doing things. People become more annoying when the house is full. <laughs> Um, you know, our house isn't even that full. Gemma's already annoying. We have four people living in our house. Four people. And that there's a big upstairs. There's an office. And yet y'all still couch. and yet y'all still find a way to annoy each other when you're on the opposite sides of the house. <laughs> All right, man, we got a great show. Uh, like I said, if you heard there during that song, that is a song by Exodus. He is a dear, dear friend. I met him through um, Anthony Quarter. Uh, who was on the show a long time ago on the audio portion. We're going to get Anthony and Cynthia back on uh, on the um, on the video. It's going to be great. But um, we met Exodus through through them. So um, they they Exodus played at our at our North Texas Giving Day. Not this past one, but year before last. Uh, he brought uh, Obi Obi One Kenobi. <laughs> I think it's Obi, and uh, that that rapped with them. And they had we had so much fun with them. It was amazing, and we can't wait to have them at another oh, event. Yeah, I remember, remember that. Remember the other one? Yeah, they did the they did the potato chip ear. They did the one where it was like everybody. They said everybody hold up a random thing. Yes, and, and then they freestyle wrapped. That was pretty good, wasn't it? That was fun. I wish we had video of that. That freestyle. So they freestyled. They said everybody just hold up a random item, and then they freestyled based on that random item. And there that's was like when, basketballs and yeah. potato chips and. And that's when you know you're good because you you don't have time to prepare for that. Yeah. You don't have time to prepare and write write verse based on that object. It's just people holding random stuff up. And um, anyway, he does a little. He does a little. Um, I didn't ask him to freestyle, but he he does rap a little um, uh, in the interview. So anyway, we got some announcements. Uh, first of all, uh, Hilton, uh, not Hilton. <laughs> it it auto corrected to Hilton. It's Hilltop. Hilton for the stay. Hil- <laughs> Hilltop. Hilton is a big building where other people stay, but it's Hilltop trustee. Uh, I was on the phone with Tina Washington. Ty, you may know her as Ty. Uh, she's coming to see y'all, I think, Sunday morning. So y'all give her, we got to think of something to do. Wait, what unit? Uh, Hilltop trustee oh, unit. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Can we, we, we need to play a prank on her uh, corporately. All you girls there on Hilltop trustee that go on Sunday morning. Maybe y'all can do like a, somebody could stand up and just turn around, and look at everybody, and count one, two, three, and just say, "We love you, Tina," loud as you can, or something like that. Uh, or you know what? Oh, let's do this. Okay. Let's do uh, ha- one of your leaders, whoever's your leader in the in the the Sunday morning Hilltop Trustee Church. Um, tell everybody, go around, tell everybody, say, "Hey, when I when I stand up and and count to three, we're gonna all say, uh, forgiven felons loves Tina.'" All right, because we love her. And listen, Tina was on our uh, audio podcast. Forgot what episode, but we have already been talking about her. We're going to get her back on to to do the video. And um, she's an amazing. And and she booked me to go speak at her parole class. So so she does a parole class. And so I've spoke there last year. I'm speaking again this year, December. So we love Tina. But uh, shout out to all you Hilltop trustee ladies. And um, yeah, do something. Do something to... To play, if you'd want to do that, forgiven felons loves Tina, and see what she does. All right, somebody head that up. That'd be that's gonna be fun. I can't wait to hear back from her. All right, what else we got? We got uh, oh Will Spear on uh, Life Row. Read the story, man. Saw the praise report. That uh, yeah. So we're we're praying for you, Will. I just want you to know that, man. We love all you guys on Life Row, and uh, we're praying for good outcomes either way for all of you, but Will. 
we thank God for what happened this past uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and um, we're praying for you, bro. We love you, all of us here at Forgiven Felons and Background Check. Uh, let's see who else we got. Cofield, Seg, Seg at Cofield. Uh, I talked to Perry Holloway, and he is the CVCA for Cofield. What's that stand for? CVCA. It stands for Certified Volunteer Chaplain Assistant. Yeah, so they help the chaplains out, and uh, they're very important people. Every unit, uh, do want to shout out to the uh, all the seggers at Cofield, and I hope you had a good time with Perry. Perry said he had a great time, so we love Perry Holloway. Perry Holloway. Uh, let's see, shout out to all the CVCAs. Uh, Royce Hall, I know, is one who's been on the show as well. Uh, we're gonna try to get Perry Holloway on the show, but man, you CVCAs. You guys got a thankless job, and uh, we want to we want to lift all of y'all up. We we love y'all. You know, uh, y'all do a lot of the work, and uh, yeah, don't get any pay. Uh, so we we love y'all, and we're, we're praying for all of y'all, and uh, lift y'all up. All right, uh, got a praise report, Jessa, and it's about you. <laughs> I got to get my readers out. I got to get my readers out. But yeah, Jessa, we get a lot of people that send you uh, things and shout out to you, and, and I read you most of them. And um, I do, I do, I do get around to, to uh, sending her all the love that y'all send her and Gemma and our family. I want to say thank you to everybody who sends love to our family. Uh, it is a family ministry. You know, my ministry, my number one ministry is my family. And then my family, which is my number one ministry, also helps me and it supports the number two ministry, which is Forgiven Felons. And Background Check is now the number three ministry. Uh, Ronnie, I don't, you know... <sighs> Some of you guys don't even want to be shouted out on the show, and that's fine, because uh, that's not what we do anyway. But um, this is a praise report. This is not a shout-out. It's a praise report. We're celebrating with you and with your family. But um, Ronnie, uh, I won't read the whole letter, but he was inspired by seeing you on the show, Jessa. And uh, it inspired him to pray for something that uh, he thought was completely hopeless. And he said the last time he saw his youngest daughter, she was three. Uh, she lives here in Texas. Um, he knows that he blew it with his baby Leah and, um, he's allowed no contact with her. And anyway, it's a long story, but I, I won't read it all. I, I, I don't even know if he's going to uh, be mad at me for reading it, but it's a praise report. So we just want, anyway, God told him to read the spirit told him to, uh, put on his heart back in August to read scripture, to read the scripture in 40 days, cover to cover. He said he did not understand it, but he obeyed. And then on September 20th, he received a letter from his daughter that he hadn't seen in um, in a long time. So uh, he just wanted to say, hey, man, while I'm, while I'm plugged into Life Fellowship Church in McKinney, what's up, Life Fellowship Church? You guys are doing it awesome up there. Um, he's plugged into a great example uh, by the Gum family and everyone at Forgiven Felons. So he says, you've shown me that God shows up to our part uh, to part our sea of hopelessness. I wait your housing application. Um, we're full for now. I don't know when you're getting out. But, um, he, and he said he can't wait to wear a Forgiven Felons t-shirt. So that's awesome. Those um, are the best. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Thank you, uh, Ronnie, for um, sending us that praise report. And any anybody else has a praise report of something you've been praying about. Uh, I like this one because he said, you know, he talks about, um, God told him to read scripture. And that's that's part of my parole answer, Jessa, was was he told me to read the book, the book of Acts for 28 days. And then on that last day, I got, you know, I got a 
I got my answer, but uh, I love it when God, when we're praying and God just says, read the Bible. He just says, read the Bible. You know what I mean? Um, so don't, don't uh, underestimate the answer of just read my word. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Hey, Jesse, you got your uh, social connect group shirt on. Are you in a connect group? Duh. <laughs> You're in our connect group. Uh, we're one of the only family connect groups. Uh, most of the connect groups are all men or all women, or they're themed like fitness and cooking and different things. Um, we're we're one of the, I think the only one that is family where you can bring your kids to it. And that was something that- We'll me, watch them for you. They, yeah. And, and, and Jessa and Gemma um, have activities for the kids and they kind of take over. And, and of course, they're used to that because- the kids know them already because Jess and Gemma serve on Sunday in kids' church. They love me so much. Because <laughs> you're a great kid. Uh, community is important, right, Jessa? Mm-hmm. Um, man, when you're going through stuff, celebrating stuff, going through hard times, community is important. And at Social Dallas, we call them connect groups to where, you know, yes. You connect come, in a group. Right. You come on Sunday mornings. And uh, But throughout the throughout the year, we have three seasons of connect groups. It's just every two weeks you meet with a group of people, on like-minded Fridays. people. On, uh, we, ours meets on Fridays, and we just it's met. It's good because we end at, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have it on Friday because, yeah, we, they just people just hang out, and, and we just we hung out. I mean, every every uh, connect group is goes to, like, 10, 30, or 11 almost. We say it ends at 9 or whenever. 7 to 9, yeah. 7 to 9, but we're like, y'all could stay. They stay yeah. till like, 10, 30. <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> I'm like, how are y'all still awake? I know. Like, Those kids sleep. are. Well, the kids are because they eat sugar. Yeah, and you just tell them yes every time they ask, right? No, I say go ask your parents. Okay, good, good, good. Um, and I'm like, did they say yes? They're like. So right okay. before right before we get into the interview with Exodus, uh, we're going to play a video. Uh, we took a video last night of of just everybody in our connect group saying hi to you guys. Um, most kids, you guys in Pandoverse. Like, hi, yeah. Yeah, I took it upstairs to say hi to the kids as well. And uh, and so they, they said hi to all of y'all as well. So uh, we'll play that right before we get into the interview. Uh, let's talk about the Rangers. Hello. Rangers! <laughs> We're in the yes, World Series! Yes, 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 yes. Rangers. We got Ranger stuff everywhere. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Now listen, let me just let me tell you something. Me and Jess, Jess and Lynn are just are not fair weathered bandwagon fans. We're we're fans all year round. One, we're not one. we're not just fans because they made the playoffs. A lot of people want to bring out you know go buy shirts and go buy stuff. You know we already have we already have Ranger stuff. Uh, we me, go it's we, Cowboys, Rangers, any team that I play softball on, and the stars, my volleyball team, the stars. The stars yeah. It never changes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And uh, and so we we've we've had a, we've been wearing our stuff all season. We've been going to the games, and uh, but it's funny to see how how many uh, bandwagon uh, Ranger like, fans y'all okay, know. Okay, they're in the World Series. I don't like this other team. Let's go. Let's be a Ranger fan. <laughs> um, so uh, Reggie, I won my bet with Reggie. You know, hey, I, we I get to get to a five star. Right I don't really now. gamble anymore, but but we made a friendly uh, gentleman's bet uh, to uh, to just feed each other. And uh, we we talked about you know just to feed each other, and so we won, and uh, we Facetimed the other day, and he he told us that he is officially a Ranger fan now. <laughs> Which I'm like, I thought you were that person or that team, and I'm like, okay, now you're that team, okay, and now in, you're this team. <laughs> and in prison, he was a Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs fan. So I, you know, Reggie is yes, 
Yes. So, uh, but anyway, we welcome all of you who have been cheering, either either not cheering all year or cheering for other teams. We welcome you to uh, the Ranger bandwagon. And uh, we won game one last night in in amazing fashion, just like we always do. We went to like the eleventh inning, I think. Yeah, and it and ended with. I mean, here's here's the neat Corey thing. Corey scored it. a home run. You can see who I got on my up. back, Corey Seager. Corey, Corey Seager tied it up with a and two then run homer. Garcia hit a single home run. Yeah, with an extra inning. And what's that called? Walk off. Walk off home run. That's right. And uh, that means you just hit it and, and you score the run and right. walk off the field. We're done. They We're don't even done. run all the bases. But you know what I love about I love about the Rangers this postseason. And I didn't even mean for this to be more of a devotional part about the Rangers, but it is it is neat how the Rangers brought uh, a veteran coach in who's been there before, been to the playoffs. Bruce he brought uh, uh, Bruce Bochy, yeah, and then he brought um, at the trade deadline. He made some moves. He brought in veterans like Corey Seager. Okay, who've been there? Corey Seager played at Globe Life Field during COVID year when he played for the Dodgers when they won. And so, uh, so yeah, it's 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 interesting uh, how the veteran put them in the in the position to win. See, if if Corey Seager hadn't hit his two run home run to tie the game, we wouldn't have gone a to single inning. a single home run by Garcia wouldn't wouldn't have given us the tie or the win. Honestly, if he didn't score that, then it would have been over in the bottom of the night. Right. So the veteran, okay, the veteran, you seasoned Christians, you seasoned veteran Christians, you seasoned veteran uh, inmates that have been in a long time, you seasoned Christians out here in church. Uh, don't forget, you know, one of our major, one of our major roles in the body of Christ, I believe, is to set other people up. For success, the Jesus said, "Go make disciples. Follow me. Become a disciple, and then go make disciples." In other words, set other people up for success the way I've set you up for success, and that's what Corey Seager did. He he put the whole team in the best position to win with that two run home run, and then the younger person said, "You know what? I like the way I like what you did there. I'm going to do it too." And then he did it and won the game. And and so we're we're excited. We're pumped. We're ready for game two. Um, Tonight. Uh, yeah. This may this may not air till after the game anyway. Yeah. So hopefully we win game two. Uh, by the time I edit this, we'll know, and I'll throw in the edit there on the bottom of the screen. Who won? Right All now. Right? <laughs> It'll be there, right there at the bottom of the screen. Right now. All right, man. We we're so excited. I really wanted to go to the game, but they're so expensive. Aren't they? I, they are. They are. And but you know what? I I I enjoy watching the game with Jess. With yeah, because I scream so loud. Because she and gets Gemma's so like, excited. He's quiet. Gemma's I'm like no. Gemma's yelling at us to shush and be quiet because she wants to hang in out there, hang in there with us and watch the game. But she's falling asleep on the sofa. So, but I'm I over there even screaming. If, even if we had, like even if we had the fifteen hundred dollars to go see a game. Um, and that's for two tickets in the nosebleed section. Uh, I think it's just more fun to, to sit at home and watch the watch the game with you. Then all the food's free, all the water's free. You get the comfort of your own couch and yoga ball. Yes. Oh, I don't sit on the yoga ball. No, I sit on the yoga yeah. ball. Uh, and then you're close to the bathroom. You're close to the refrigerator. You can pause the game. Right. If if you have to go to the restroom, fast or something. backwards. Yeah, fast backwards, whatever that means. 
You could rewind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So go Rangers. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully we win this game too. I, I predicted before this game started mm-hmm. to several friends that I felt like we've won all road games. I heard you talking about all this. we've won is road games. And in and, and the, the series against Astros, all the road teams won. Yes. I think in this series, all the home teams are going to win, which means it'll still go seven games. Yes. So, but anyway, that's my prediction. All right, let's get to Exodus. Uh, I've already played you some of his music. We've already talked a little bit about him. He's got a beautiful, beautiful family. Uh, his family, I'm trying to remember how many kids he said he has. Let me see. He's got. 16. Just he's got four. He's got four kids. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll actually put it up there for you. Great, great, great man of God. Great musician. Great artist. And uh, like I said, he. Um, we're also going to play this. This one um, video that he sent me. This was his oldest daughter, February 2014. And then um, in October 3rd, 2014, um, they got married. She didn't know that, that Exodus was recording. And so he wants me to play that video. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Um, then, let's see. What else? Yeah, he's just a great guy. His story is amazing. Can't wait for you to hear it. Um, so... We ready? We ready, we ready to do this? All right. Thanks again, y'all, for listening. And I um, hope you enjoyed the uh, Noemi. Thank you for all of you who've written in. She, uh, her episode's going. Yeah. And her story's just incredible. A lot of you have written in, and, uh, and I have forwarded all your stuff to her to let her know how you were impacted, you know, by, by her story. And so thank you all for watching. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for um, all your your feedback on the uh, higher perspective video. Uh, I love doing videos from the rooftops. Um, I may do another one on one of the highest ones I do, the the highest one that I do. And um, but God speaks to me so much. It's it's like weird. It's like I hear God on the ground, but the higher up I go, I hear him in a different way. And I think you will, too, once you lean in more and go higher, stay in his word, stay in community, and uh, you'll hear his voice louder and louder and more clear and more clear um, the closer you get to him. But uh, thank you all for all the feedback. It really means a lot. And um, we love you all. We believe in you. We, uh, we believe that God has the best in store for you. The best is yet to come. Uh, the rest of your life is the best of your life. Um, we believe that whether you're getting out tomorrow whether you're never getting out, that God can use you at any time. His gifts and callings are without repentance. You haven't done you haven't done enough for Him to say I, I changed my mind about this person. All right, so stay strong, stay in the Lord, stay in community, and don't let your background hold you back. Make it pay you back. That's right. Y'all have a good y'all have a good day, and we will see you and enjoy our interview with Exodus. But before that, social. Dallas Connect Group. Okay, guys, we are at small group, and uh, we're going to go through and uh, going to let you hear from some of the people in our small group that love you and that are praying for you uh, all the time, not just when Pastor mentions you from the stage. We know that there's a big following for Social Dallas inside, and we thank you guys, but this is our Connect Group, 
when you get out and you come to Dallas and you, you join Social Dallas, it's going to be about the connect groups. And this is ours, so you're going to get to hear from some of our members. Hey, everybody in Pando, uh, J.D.N. here. We're at Social Dallas Connect Group. Everybody say hi. This is Pastor Michelle and her husband Chris. When you get out and you have kids and you come to social, she's gonna she's gonna teach them how to live the right life. All right? That's sweet. You got anything else to say? That's it. That's it. You sure? See you soon. See you go, soon. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Hey Caleb. I'm Caleb. This is Ellis. Hi. Praying for you guys and glad to hear you're able to watch Pastor Robert's messages and connect with our connect groups even uh, uh, through the app. So Amen, amen. amen. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on? I'm Kit. I'm glad that you're watching. I hope that you find the same kind of community and fellowship in prison. Because once you get out, it'll be the exact same. Probably even better. Amen. Amen. Hey. Hi. This is Camille. I'm sorry. And Ava. And um, just want to send you all love and encouragement and, um, and peace. And she's married to him. <laughs> What's up, man? What's going on? My name is Darren. Just want to tell you guys that uh, we love you. We're rooting for you. And, you know, I got three things. One, keep God first. Two, get a plan. And three, don't let nothing distract you from that plan. You, you do that, when you get out, you should be good to go. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Hey, cutie. Hi. What's up, TA? Hi, I'm TA, and know that we are praying for you, and we can't wait to meet you all in person. What's up, Steven? What's up, Pando? This is Steven. Just, we're praying for y'all. We want to encourage you. Um, not a lot of people know what it's like on the inside. Some of us have family that's on the inside, myself included. I sympathize. I'm praying for y'all, and I'm hoping for the best, and we wish you well. We can't wait to see y'all when you come to social. Amen, amen. What's up, girl? What's up? What's up? We're ready to meet y'all. Come eat some good food with us. Good That's luck right. out there, y'all. <laughs> she just got baptized a yep. couple weeks ago. Yep. Excited for that to happen to y'all, too. Excited Amen. to meet y'all. Amen. What's up? What's up? <laughs> y'all can't wait to see y'all. Meet y'all in person. Y'all stay strong. And don't forget, keep God first. Amen. Amen. What's up, y'all? What's going on, folks? This is Jamal. Um, really just want to encourage you guys just to stay humble, stay faithful, uh, continue to keep your faith in God, um, because he loves you. We love you. Can't wait to see you guys when you get out. Amen. Corinne. Hey guys, my name is Corinne. I just want to let you know that God sees you. He hears you. Um, don't forget that when you come out, there is still more for you waiting. Okay. Mm, so good. So good. What's going hello, on? Hello, this is Jasmine. Just a reminder that God loves you. We love you. We can't wait to see y'all when y'all come to social and love on y'all. Amen. Amen. Uh-oh, who we got here? This is Journey. Say hey, hi. Journey. Hi. Um, hi, I'm Melody. Uh, just saying hey. Um, I don't know. I'm just praying for all the moms, especially in there. I'm believing that you're going to get to be out and holding your babies soon. And yeah, big hugs to you. Amen. Amen. Oh, you're eating. We'll come back to you. Who we got? Who else we got? Who else we got? Oh, Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany. You guys get to listen to our church online. We can't wait to meet you guys in person. Have a great week. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I miss somebody? Are, are you finished eating? Yes. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Kaylin, and we are definitely praying for you. God sees you. God loves you. Uh, my whole family's praying for you, and we are excited to have you at the church when you get out. Amen, amen. 
All right, let me let me get some ruckus, kids. There's no man. What's going on? Hey, what's going on up here? What's going on? We have a family connect group, so they have all the kids up here. What's up, y'all? Say hi, Pando. Hi, Pando. Say we love y'all. Say we're praying for y'all. We're praying for y'all. All right. Can we? Can they both be up here? Uh, yeah, that's fine. So those of you who are coming to the Dallas area and are going to be a part of social when you get out, we have connect groups and we meet every two weeks and we just talk about Jesus, fellowship, and eat good food and watch the Rangers tonight. Go Rangers. We love y'all. We'll see y'all later. an option i'm boxing my foes yeah. throwing blows you would not go through life unopposed when my story is told mention jesus is the main topic he's the reason why giants became microscopic entities every victory is a gift time is moving swiftly and it's hard to grip but hold on the race is only for the strong maximize the moment before it's all gone yeah we got time to get it right Life without crisis, like running red lights Blindfolded, minds are corroded If you want to climb, you got to find truth And know the end to your mainframe You die and kneel by What we believe, I refuse to live a lie The best way to reply when opposition comes Just look to the hills and see where help is from Father, that would never abandon you. Yeah. Just hold his hand tightly as you travel through what you got to go through to get to where you're going. If it don't kill you, that means your faith is growing. Towing your cross like a fifth wheel in the valley of the shadow of death, but you're not a casualty. So hold on, the race is only for the strong. Maximize the moment before it's all gone. Let's get it. We got time to get it right. Like without crisis, like running red lights. Blindfolded, minds are corroded. If you want to climb, you got to find truth and know the end. To your mainframe, we die in nearby. What we believe, I refuse to live a lie. The best way to reply when opposition comes. Just look to the hills and see what help is from. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, J. Dan Gum, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. 
Brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. Also brought to you by the Wayback uh, Reentry Organization in Dallas, Texas. I'll have all the details for you more at the end of the show. Uh, today on the show, we have the amazing, the incredible, incredibly talented, gifted artist known as X. Just X or Exodus? Exodus. Exodus. All right. As you can tell, they're all glad to. Yeah. I can hear. Can you hear? You yeah, can hear? I can they're hear. Glad to, man, they're glad you're here. Crowd out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, man, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I've been excited about this all week. I'm looking I, forward to it. You know, I uh, <clears throat> and we have your lovely wife who uh, wants to remain off stage. So uh, <laughs> her name is Andrea. So I know behind every uh, amazing man is a, a more amazing woman. Absolutely. So absolutely. thank you, Andrea, for even coming and supporting. Thank you very much. So uh, so Exodus, um, that's all I know you by is Exodus. So uh, I'm just going to call you Exodus. But yes. I think I think when we made a check out to you for uh, doing our event last year, <laughs> yeah. I had to make it out to a different name. Come on now. The, 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 the bank uh, doesn't the, recognize the, Exodus. The, the people that pay get the government name. <laughs> now, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so um, I, I've I've known about you for a long time, but I've only seen you from afar. And uh, but but all my good friends, uh, Anthony mm-hmm. and uh, and other people that I know, Trey Nine and other people, they all just speak so highly of you oh, and wow. about you. And uh, and I think I've seen some some of your performances on Mike Barber Ministries. Yeah. I think you've been on there some. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. So glad you're here, man. I've never known your full story. Mm-hmm. I just know you you have good music. In mm-hmm. the, in the past year, I've got to hear that live at our event last year. You yep. were you you were a hit, and you brought um, somebody else with Obi. you, and they Obi were a hit. Obi, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Obi, and uh, and he was a hit, and yeah. um, and and everybody loved y'all. Yeah, and uh, but I still I still don't know your full story. Okay, and so I just wanted to um, to bring you on the show and to uh, to kind of let you brag on God a little bit. And uh, and tell us tell us your story, man. Because these guys in, in in prison, they uh they they watch man they watch I, yeah so. that's that, yeah. So man, basically before I even get started, man, I just want to let everybody know that music has always been a major part of my life. Man, I've been rapping since I I can far back as I can remember when I was like in elementary school. You know, back wow. in the day. Do you remember your first rap you ever did? I don't. Okay, <laughs> but. Check this out. I used to freestyle on Mario Brothers. You know, my cousin was a gamer. Before there was a term called gamer, my cousin used to play Super Mario Brothers, right? Wow. And my favorite part, <laughs> that was my first instrumental. And man, my cousin used to play the games. I used to do the music. Oh, wow. Right? So That's so good. And this is me. You know, I grew up in Oak Cliff and West Dallas Projects, right? Come on. Uh, man, so... Like what part of Oak Cliff? Like two one five Oak Cliff, two one six. I was on uh, Fort Worth Avenue, Hampton. Okay, um, you were on the other side of thirty five, closer, closer okay. to West Dallas. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were by the Bronco Bowl. Yeah, okay. exactly, man. <laughs> Bronco Bowl. I, 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 I grew up the Bronco to, Bowl. I went to Stephen Park Elementary. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, music has always been a part of my life. Uh, packed up, my mom packed up, moved me to Pleasant Grove. Uh, back in the '90s, man. So you know, back then it was it was pretty challenging out there in Pleasant Grove with all the gangs and stuff like that, yeah. man. Um, uh, I was still, you know, I was doing music, um, but I started connecting with these guys in junior high school. I went to Fred Florence Middle School. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna pause that real quick. Oh, so okay. so so we're gonna go back into that. Okay. But tell everybody who you are now, 
Tell us about your family. Tell oh, you, if, okay. you, if you have a job, wherever you work, yeah. what, what what brings you income? Okay, uh, and, uh, and 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 hobbies that you do right now. Okay, uh, let's talk about that. Then we'll then we'll get to the background check. Okay, you got it. All okay. Right. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Man, as of right. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Oh, you. yeah. So, you know, as of right now, man, I'm married. Uh, met my lovely wife. We could talk about that later on. But I've been with her for about eight years. Uh, going on nine hang years. Hang on. Hang on. I know she didn't want to be on camera. but I'm just... Oh, 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 we still got her. We still got her not out on camera. All right, she is, on. she is, man, she is so much inspiration to me, man. She's the mother of my four kids. Now, I keep when I say this. People, How many kids? Yeah. Four? See, I get okay. that reaction every time. So I'm going to tell you the ages. Uh, seven-year-old, six-year-old, five-year-old, two-year-old. My Come goodness. On, no one, you ain't going to have any more, right? Hey, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, yeah. Be we had, we stopped. We had, we had, uh, we had two, and they were a year and a half apart from each other. And she mm-hmm. said, no more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I got two other ones, my older, two older ones. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, right now I'm just, you know, I do uh, ministry, uh, prison ministry, uh, still do my music on the side, but I'm more focused on bringing artists in to the prisons. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. I, I do the ministering. I love preaching. Where have you been lately? Oh, uh, Hilltop Unit. Okay. Uh, Mountain View Unit. Uh, sometimes I've been to the Wind Unit, Hughes Unit, uh, all those units, man. So All right. Shout the, out to the Hilltop. I've yeah. been to Hilltop. Uh, where, where else did you say? Mountain View? Mountain View. I've been to Mountain View. They yeah. got Life Row there as yeah. well. Yeah, Life Row. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, let's see. You said the Wind Unit. Wind I was unit. scheduled to go to the Wind Unit. Okay. Okay. Thursday. Now, this is going to air a few weeks from now, but... Uh, I was scheduled to go in September 7th, and okay. they started that system-wide lockdown yeah. on September 6th. Yeah, I'm scheduled to go to uh, Hilltop in October, so hopefully that'll be lifted by yeah. then, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. So. You know, God is God. Right. God. So when you go in, so when you go in, um, wh- what do you do? When you go in to do a service, what do you do? Man, so first of all, <laughs> uh, I, I bring in the, the music, the hip-hop, because the thing is I remember – volunteering and you know a lot of the chaplains no offense to anybody but the, a lot of the chaplains either look like bob barker or uh sophia from golden girls right and so <laughs> man you know they have like <laughs> they have like so funny they have like 10 people in the chapel service man but i, I bring in those bowls i bring in those speakers man they hearing the the the, the system rocking yeah, the and thumping. man they come and they pack it out man so i love bringing artists in you know it's kind of like the bait, you know, yeah. the, the hip hop. Oh yeah, you know, to see somebody that that looks like you, uh, uh, but represents right. Christ. You know, what I'm who saying? are some that, of the people you take in with you? Oh, a lot of the guys, a lot of the local guys. Um, you know, Obi has been in mm-hmm. with me a lot. Of shout out to uh, Carl OG Williams, G Harris. A lot of these rappers locally in the Dallas area. Man, they sacrifice their time. They come with us, and man, they. Mm. I mean, even the women, uh, Storm. You know, yeah, they come. Yeah, and they just okay. pack, pack out the services, man. When they hear that music, that's so, awesome. Yeah, I had one of the uh, wardens. <laughs> he stopped what he was doing. I guess his office was way across the unit. Yeah. He said, "Man, my windows are shaking in my unit. I just had to come <laughs> over here and see what's going on." <laughs> I said, "We having a good time in the Lord, man. Man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah." That's all. Anytime you can get a warden in any service. Any service. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. So where, where, uh, you heading anywhere? You said October. You're heading where? Yeah, October headed to the Hilltop Unit and then December Mountain View Unit. All right. Yeah, shout out all to right. my volunteers that's coming with me, mate, because, you know, that Mountain awesome. View Unit, we got to split up two yeah. by two and cover yep. the entire unit. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. All right. And then uh, just 
how do y'all present the gospel in there? Do you all you do that on your own? Or yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I let the artists do their thing first. So I mm-hmm. got, you know, I, I have that set up. You know, I, I come in, light up the crowd a little bit, tell Absolutely. a few jokes, and yeah. then I let the artists come in, do their thing, and then I bring the word of God. Awesome. And then we I love telling jokes too. Uh, yeah. I go in, and uh, me being a former felon, mm-hmm. uh, I, I kind of tell jokes based on that. And uh, I, I have this whole bit where I kind of like Jeff Foxworthy, you know, when he says you might be a redneck if <laughs> I have a I have a bit that says you might be a felon if, you yeah. know, and um, of course you won't you won't get any, any of the jokes because you've never been inside prison. They're all based on mm-hmm. things that we did, like coffee that we drank and everything. And so, mm-hmm. like, I'll say, you know, you might be a felon if you go to Starbucks yeah. out here and they say, what kind of coffee you, would you like to drink? And you say brown bag. You might be a felon because brown bag, <laughs> you know, yeah. brown bag, and black bag. And, yeah. and I think yeah. they got some more now in prison. But uh, tell some jokes that you like to tell, man. But first of all, uh, the guys, man, you know, and the females, you know, when they when I come in, especially with the guys, I'm, I'm big on looks. You yeah. know, you yeah. know, some of those guys, man. I know prison is not Disneyland. I know that. Yeah. But anytime you come into the chapel service. Man, that's your opportunity to come in and just take that load off Absolutely. and, and, and Absolutely. be free in Christ. But, you know, some of those guys, I call it mugging. I know you remember yep. mugging. Yep. So that terrifies me when I got a, 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 a murder, a life sentence right there in front of me. He looking at me like this. We call it a mean mug. Yeah, so I crack a joke, and uh, as long as I can get a smile, if I yeah, get a smile, absolutely. let you know, hey, man, I'm here for you. So some of the things I always just tell people about, you know, uh, we talk about this later on. I never been incarcerated, but I could have. Yeah. But I think God gave me some grace because I know based off of what I seen as a chaplain, I used to work as a chaplain. Okay. Lead, by the way, All man. right. I Come on, man. That, but uh, what I've seen, I already knew. It ain't the fact that I'm scared of people. People don't uh, fear. I don't fear people. I'm a germaphobe. You can ask my wife. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you glad you're not when in I saw then. a toilet seat with no to- when I saw a toilet with no toilet seat, that scared the crap out of me, man. So that right there let me know a steel toilet with no no seat that's that's got a sink right above it. <laughs> they got a sink above it. <laughs> That alone gave me the the motivation that I needed to make sure that I stay out of prison. <laughs> As a, I don't want to, I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, that alone. But no, you know, it's just funny. That it's just funny. some of those things, man. I like to put a smile on people's faces, man, and and let them know that, man, God, God loves you, and, and you know, my my yoke is easy, and my burden yeah. is like, you know, God is like humor man. breaks walls down. Yeah, it does. It, it man. really does. It, it also uh, heals the soul. Laughter, yeah. laughter is good medicine. Um, you know, um, and it's, it's, yeah, yeah uh, that's you, what I like to do. And even, too. you know, people don't address it, but like the racism inside prison, I want to let them know, Hey, I'm not here on no black stuff. I'm not here on no white stuff. Obviously no Hispanic stuff. I'm here as a representative of Christ. As long as we're, we're in this chaplain, we brothers and sisters. Yeah. In Christ. Yeah. I'm not so looking good. at your skin. You're not looking at my skin. We are here as representatives of God. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. That's so good, man. Yeah. That's so good. What kind of job you have that makes money? <laughs> right now, believe it or not, I am a I work in payroll. Okay, all right. You, <laughs> and you write HR, the checks, so, man. Yeah. You approve the checks. Yeah. Now this lady here, man, uh, my wife, uh, she got her she got her master's in accounting, and nice. she did that with what pregnant four times. Wow, was going to school simultaneously. My goodness, and did it all in like two and a half years. Numbers and the third <laughs> trimester, yeah, at the same time. So she, she, Ooh. she, she knows You're a hero. That. She You're knows hero. those numbers and, and money in those numbers. So I, when I get paid, <laughs> I don't even look at my check no more. She, she handling it all. She's the accountant. So I gotta, 
call her and say, hey, uh, do I have enough in my my account to buy my, me some My allowance. Mouth- my yeah. allowance. Call it what it is, man. <laughs> my allowance. <laughs> do I got enough to give me some mouthwash? I'm over in, um, <laughs> I'm in Walmart right oh. now. I just need to know I got enough in the account to give yeah. me some mouthwash. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That is awesome. All right. So the the show is called Background Check Podcast. So uh, we have to dig into your background, which you, are, you already kind of were. Yeah. But the motto of our show, the Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. Yeah. It should pay you back. Yeah. And that came from a verse that talks about the thief. Let him steal no more, but let him pay back seven, eight times. And so the back, mm. our background stole a lot from us. Yeah. It stole time. It stole relationships. It stole money. It stole, it stole so much. And so we believe that the background, that part of our story, should not just sit back there and do nothing. Mm. We believe we need to make a demand on it yeah. to make it pay us back. Yes, and when we use our background as leverage to advance the kingdom of God through testimony, then our background is paying us back. When you make a song about Jesus and and, and and glorify him and you get royalties for it, residual income or whatever for it, your background is literally paying you yeah, back. Yes, when I go speak somewhere and they hand me a check, my background's paying me back. Mm. When I write my book one day and people buy it, all 10 of those people buy it, uh, it's literally going to pay me back. So, uh, so, so we know your background is paying you back, and we know you're putting a demand on your 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 old ways to glorify God in your new ways. And so, so let's talk about let's talk about you know you already kind of dove into it, and so but let's go back into it for real for real now and uh, talk about you know where you know maybe I go it goes far back. I think you already went to what what grade third grade fourth grade <laughs> sixth grade sixth but grade. I, okay. I'm, a, I'm gonna move as quickly as possible. Yeah, man. man. But, so just tell us, walk us through the story, and, and if I if I need to jump in with a question, I'll, I'll I'll interrupt you. Yeah. So as I was saying, like music has always been a major component. Now keep in mind, back in the '90s, um, gangster rap was prevalent, right? And I always tell people that pop culture influences regular culture. Yeah. In, in the hood, man, there's a connection between rap and how we live back then. Like it, it's even like that right now. And so, you know, one of the things that was an emphasis was we had to live what we rapped about. They had this term called studio gangster. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, back then, you know, I was doing, I was speaking, you know, gangster stuff. And as a result of me speaking, and I felt an obligation to do what I said, right? So if I'm saying that I'm doing this on the microphone, it has to be translated into the streets as well. So, you know, I found myself, uh, just keep in mind, though, uh, just not getting off course, but uh, I was molested as a child okay, by my own relatives, right? Okay. And I grew up with a lot of anger. So yeah. my temperament was, my temper was very short. And mm. it was to the point where my mom, you know, she was trying to do her best to figure out what's wrong with me, man. I was acting up in school very problematic. You know, my mom was sending me to psychologists and alternative schools. She was doing everything that she could. To she didn't know what was going on. She didn't know. She didn't know what was happening. She didn't know. She, but, but it's obvious cause we wear that trauma on our sleeves. Yeah. So she's trying to figure it out, she, but you're not, you're not, yeah. you're not ready to open up to her yeah. yet. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I remember, um, just stressing her out, man. And, um, my mom, she was doing everything she can. You know, my mom was like the, the SWAT team, you know, she, <laughs> yeah. she would come to my room, kicking the dough, finding my, my, <laughs> my weed hidden in the wall, found my gun. What? You did that too? Oh man, man. She, she found my gun. I, I, I was 14 with my first gun Ooh, man. and come to find out, uh, my mom can talk about that. Um, I don't know how she knew, but she found the gun. And luckily she found it because the gun was given to me by a rival gang member mm. that I didn't know. Mm. And it was sawed off. 
It was a sawed wow. off twelve gauge. Ooh, so you could have gotten so much, so much kind of trouble if your mom had to found that thing. Man, it was sawed off so short, so short that it was designed to basically backfire. Mm. Like, hit, hit me right. I mean, oh, the hole wow. stuck. It was too. It was gone. God was protecting you. Yeah, man. So uh, just with that, man, I just grew up just involved in a lot of stuff. I, I didn't. I was more artistic though. I was really into the music, man. And, right. Uh, so, you know, just doing all types of crazy stuff that could have easily landed me in prison for a long time. Um, a lot of my friends died doing the same thing mm. um, that I went to high school with. Um, some people um, got incarcerated for doing the same thing that I've done. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's by the grace of God because he knew I, I wasn't going <laughs> to survive with no yeah. no to- steel toilet and no sink above the toilet. So he, he shed his grace upon me to let me not... <laughs> Uh, going to prison as a resident, but going in as a yeah. representative of him. That's so good. Yeah. So uh, how old were you when you came to know Christ? 21. Okay. Never forget it, man. So were you a good high school student? Uh, <laughs> I I was the Ac- rapper Academically, were you, were you good yeah, academically? I, I was good, but I was distracted. You okay. know? So, you know, I was in there beating, you know, beating on the desk. Rapping for my peers, gotcha. and, and, and I was on the F on the road a couple of times uh, in public schools. <laughs> well, we are. Well, <laughs> so we my are. mom pulled me out of public school, and when she put me into a private school, it was like an alternative school, um, and I got like a sponsorship for it, okay. salesmanship club. Shout out to them. Okay. Um, I only had like four people in my class, so I couldn't act a fool, put yeah, on the yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> so in in those environments, I was an A on the road, B on the road student. And then, uh, so seventh grade, acted the food, F on the road, eighth grade, my mom pulled me out, put me in an alternative, uh, four people in my class, A, B student. Hmm. Ninth grade, tenth grade, public school, uh, that ain't working again, <laughs> put me back, <laughs> uh, put me back into private schools, uh, middle college, high school. I only had like 10 people in my class. My graduating class was like 15 people. Okay. I didn't have an audience. So the wow. only thing I had to do was focus on school. So I was A and B on the road when I gra- and I graduated. Okay. Man, didn't All see right. that coming. So then you graduated, didn't go to college? I uh, uh, went to college a couple go? of times, but, you know. Uh, but it wasn't for you? It wasn't for me. Now, she she excelled in it, but yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. But shout out to the people with the college. I do. That's my goal. I do want to graduate one day. Yeah. But we'll figure that so out. So between, between graduation from high school and 21, mm-hmm. what, what did you do? Man, full-blown ministry. So, oh. No, well, no, no, before Christ. Oh, yeah, before 18, Christ. Because yeah. you said you came to know Christ at 21. Yes. So between graduating from high school and 18 mm-hmm. and before giving your heart to the Lord at 21, yeah. what happened in those three so years? So in those three years, it was getting darker and darker, man. Um, I was, you know, going to the clubs out there in the streets. Um, Where was this? Uh, this is in Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Yeah, Pleasant Grove. All right. <laughs> uh, out there in the streets. Um <laughs> I don't want to say any self-incriminating things, but just yeah, doing yeah, some, I gotcha. doing some I gotcha. nightly ac- activities. Yeah. And, um, man, life just started beating me down, man. You know, when you're out there in those streets like that, it, it just beats you down, you know. Yeah. And my mom used to always tell me, man, one time I'll never forget it this last time. Uh, my mama said that uh, she just pointed at me. She said, you know what? Until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're not going to be sick and tired. Mm. And she said, I'm going to send the Holy Ghost with you when you walk out that door. Ooh, that last, I remember the Holy that Ghost. night. Man, I was like, where you at? <laughs> and oh, man, that man. night, man, um, man, I was just in some involved in some bad things, man. And then I, I just remember, like, I tell myself, man, I'm, enough is enough. Yeah, I want to experience something different in life. Okay, so yeah. that moment when, when Christ, when we, it was a, obviously a special moment. So, yeah. so what happened? Yeah, I was... 
basically wanted to kill myself because mm. of the activities, man, just reflecting on what I'm involved. I felt like I wasn't making no progress in life. I was feeling useless. You know, the abuse, the trauma, the anger, uh, the dark situation that I was in. I didn't even want to live, live anymore, mm. right? And so um, I never forget it, man. I had a, I was in my bedroom and I had a, a 25 chrome pistol, 25. Mm. My mama didn't even know I had it. And I literally was determined. I was like, man, th- today is my last day. You know, and I wanted one of those guys where I wanted to put on the show for people, write a note, hey, I'm about to kill myself tomorrow right. morning. Everybody, right. I wasn't seeking no attention or nothing. I just said I was done. Had the gun right there. Mm. No lie. I heard this. I don't even know where it came from, but I heard this voice say, before you kill yourself, why don't you give Jesus a try? Mm. My mom has been a praying woman all her life, and I literally heard that. And when I heard that, I felt, I, I hope somebody can know what I'm talking about, but I felt this presence come upon mm. me. Man, for the first time in my life, I mean, I knew my mom always loved me, but for the first time in my life, I felt a love that I could I never experienced. Wow. And I feel like it was holding me, man. Like yeah. the love was holding me. Bro, put that gun down, broke down, crying, boo-hooing, lifted my hand. I surrender. I was in my mm. bedroom in Pleasant Grove, 2520 Summit Lane, Dallas, Texas, 75227. In my bedroom, in that little room, that's where I met Jesus. It wasn't wow. no church. It wasn't none of that. It was that voice that said, before you kill yourself, why don't you give Jesus a try? And that love came. And I well, you know who it was, right? Oh, I know who it was now. <laughs> because she sent you out the door yeah. with yeah. the Holy the Ghost. Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and so so he he was there with you. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know exactly what you're going through or what you went through that night because uh, September 18, 2003, when I got locked up in solitary confinement after a fight, uh, I was laying there all day on my bunk, just sitting there from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., mm. 10 p.m., I just start crying. Mm. I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. It was just bawling. It was just like, what? what's happening to mm-hmm. me? And that's when the, the cell began to fill. Yeah. And I, be, I began to feel this this tightness, but it wasn't an uncomfortable tightness. It was just what you described. It yeah. felt, like, the, it felt yeah. like, like God was giving me a hug, and he was hugging me tight enough to where the tears were just coming out. Yep. And so I know exactly That's what that it. moment feels like, man. Yeah. Um, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And he he was whispering in my ear, uh, Romans Romans uh, I think it's ten twenty nine. The gifts and callings of God mm. are without repentance. Mm. I'm not sorry that I called you and that I gave you these gifts, and I haven't changed my mind. Yes, sir. No matter what you've done, I still have plans for you. Yes, I sir. still have a future in my kingdom for you. And so, man, I, I know exactly what you what you what you're talking about when when you feel, when you say it, it's like it's like hugging you. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah. All right. So that after that night, man, what what did you do? <laughs> after that night, man, I immediately went to the music. I, I asked God because you know I've been I, all I knew was rapping. Right, right. Right. And so I was like, man, I can't do that no more. And I was like, I literally asked God. You know, I knew it was Him. Right. Unmistakable. Uh, as time progressed, I was like, God, I want to use my music to glorify you. At that time, it wasn't no Christian rap. Right. And I remember going back to the studio. You know, I used to hang out well, with now the Now, wait a minute. Come oh. on. There was DC Talk. I didn't know nothing about <laughs> DC Talk, man. I was in the hood. <laughs> I was listening to Tupac, Dr. Dre, uh, Spice Boy. I was listening to some hood stuff. Oh, and I didn't funny. know nothing about no DC Talk, man. But uh, I remember going back, you know, with my, my, my crew. Yeah. And we was making music with, 
and I went to the studio with them. And they was like, when I say studio, I don't mean this. I mean, we was in a closet <laughs> in a bathroom. That was our studio. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we had our things going on there, the smoking, the drinking, the girl, all that stuff. But I remember going and I told my homeboy, I was like, man, I ain't rapping this no more. I'm rapping about Jesus. Bro, <laughs> they looked at me like, you finna do what? <laughs> I said, I'm finna rap about Jesus. Where you gonna sell that at? Where you going to perform that at? Like, they was just, they, it didn't make sense to them. But I, yeah. I was dedicated, and I remember I went to church that following Sunday. At first, I used to go to church because my homeboys would be like, hey, man, some girls at church, you want to go? That's the only <laughs> yeah, way you're yeah. going to get me to go. But, yeah, yeah. All right, so what, so did you go to church with your mom after that, or where did you go to church? How did you, no, so how did I, you know what church to go to? Yeah, my mom, I, my mom, so she was, you know, she went to church, but uh, my dad, you know, he was, not in my life, but he was a church guy. Yeah, I always yeah. been to churches, but okay. um, I went to Ibach. And so okay. the only reason why I knew about Ibach is because my homeboys, uh, my homeboy, <laughs> he used to go to Ibach for the girls. Yeah. They yeah. used to always ask me to come to church, but I was like, man, I ain't going to church. I, I wasn't like that, but like my favorite excuse was I ain't got no suit. <laughs> Man, come to church with me. Man, I ain't got no suit, man. I can't go, man. My bad, man. I ain't got no church socks or nothing. And so That's funny. he said, man, you can cover what you got on. I said, at that time, this this was a foreign concept. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. you had to have a suit back yep. then. And I mean, I'm like, Church what? clothes. I mean, that's why I'm, they've made whole albums called church clothes. I was like, man, you can wear jeans and tennis shoes. Like, people didn't, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah. what? I thought church, yeah. you know, you had to have on the three-piece tuxedo. Every Everything time you go to tucked in. And yeah. Haircut, high and, and tight. And he said, man, you come come as you come like that. I'm like, okay. He said, some girls up there. I'm like, okay, bet. <laughs> I mean, that's how, how he used to get me to go. But then when I gave my life to God, I actually went to go and, and fellowship with him yeah. and to get taught. And, man, I, for the, I I remember it was so weird. You know, I used to think that was weird when people stand up and do all that. Man, I was sitting in the church service. Some said, stand up and lift your hands. I'm like, man, I can't do that. <laughs> all these people looking at me. Man, I, I let go. I stood up, lifted my hand in front of all them people. I didn't even care. And I told God, I said, at this moment, I surrender everything to oh, you, my talents, my gifts. Everything that I am, I surrender it to you. Wow. Yeah. Man. Now this is this is within a couple of weeks. Like I went from the streets out there doing all that to that in a couple of weeks. Well, when God when God makes a change and the, the vessel is hundred percent willing and able available to do whatever, yes. that change can be so drastic and so impactful. I mean, look at Paul. Yeah. Saul oh, to Paul. Yes. You know, I mean yes. literally um immediate. You know, it was so immediate that people didn't know what to do. And the, <laughs> they were afraid of Paul. And the thing about it, I want to emphasize, it was nothing I did to earn it. Right. I didn't even try to put my best foot forward to anything. I just said, God, you do what you do. <laughs> you do it. Whatever you want to do, you do it. And the transformation started occurring. Man, that's so good. So uh, how much pushback, you know, over the over the next however many years or whatever, you know, changing over to Christian music, rapping about Jesus, you know, did did any, did you were you able to bring anybody along with you and your crew, or yeah. did you have to finally, you know? No, so I cut a lot of people. You know, I I immediately cut a lot of people off, man. It wasn't that I was being uh, funny or anything like that, but I like God that prompting that voice. Yeah, that, I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit yeah, at yeah. that time, but He was like, man, you 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 can't be associating with these people. And man, I was lonely for a minute. Yeah, man. you know, yeah. I went from being out every weekend, all night, all day with a whole crew of, uh, crew of people. To now, nobody mm. was lonely. And then I told my homeboy, uh, my my rap partner at that time, we was a part of the group. He he just randomly called me. 
He said, man, I thought about what you said because he was hearing some of the music that I was making. Okay. And he said, man, I want to do that too. Wow. I said, what? <laughs> and so he came on board, and me and him, we formed a group called mm. Christians United back then. And, man, okay. we was out there, man. We wow. was just some wild kids. <laughs> man, we didn't care. You know, we didn't care in the streets. Like, we was wild in the streets, man. We was <laughs> we was rapping everywhere we can about Jesus. Everywhere. Wow. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. All right. So then uh, eventually, obviously, you uh, started putting out putting out a lot more music. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about some of the music you've put out, you know, uh, and songs that have, you know, uh, actual raps that have maybe meant a lot to you at, at that time. Let's talk about one. Yeah. So my, I remember my first Christian rap song. Okay. All right. Oh, and it was called Confessions, man. And that's one of those songs. I want one of those guys like. I Can heard, you do a little bar from that? You okay? Go it on. said, "Now this is back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. This is my first Christian rap okay. song, and I still remember it." And it's kind of, I'm detailed. I'm letting you know I'm detailed. Yeah, yeah. But it says, yeah, I smoked weed, participated in OGs, had sex with about 23 women before the age of 20, perceived my life as a game instead of a learning process. Believe me, I had to be the hardest. So, yes, from the growth side of Dallas. So I stayed strapped with a weapon filled with ammunition that made lungs collapse, bust caps only when necessary. My vision was blurry, didn't worry about the consequences. I was trapped in a dimension. That was ran by the devil, filled with darkness and hatred. Worship money like it was sacred. My mama telling me, man, you better quit before you end up dead. Then pay attention to what was said until I caught a glimpse of me on my deathbed. Desperate, I turned over my life, accepted Jesus Christ to guide me to the light of bright futures. Now in sight, explode like dynamite when I drop a verse in the soundproof studio booth with songs that tell nothing but the truth. I realized that I ain't perfect, but I do know the drama that come with doing wrong ain't worth it. Wow, man. That's that my first so good, Christian rap man. song. <laughs> and wow. I was like 21. So you were so so that's your first one. So you were you were raw and uncut with where raw, where you've yeah. been, but also where, it wasn't, where you're headed. It wasn't made for the church. It yeah, was yeah. made I st- I never had a church audience in mind. Yeah, yeah. I had my my peers in mind when I was speaking it, you know, and with the with the gangster rap, we was always trying to come from a truthful perspective yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as what we was involved in. And so it was the same thing, man. I was there, and I, I didn't sugarcoat it to let them man. know I I know. So come on, over. That's so good, man. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, give us a little sample of uh, maybe something that you've done more recently. You said like a year ago. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I actually wrote then, something. Let me see. Uh, okay, this is my my most recent verse that I wrote. Okay. So it said, I spent decades in the game, received wisdom you can't obtain from Alexa or Siri. Got to go through the flames on hard head, makes the soft behind and force you to change. Ask them dudes that's incarcerated, they tell you the same. Child support, custody battles, not enough for the bills. I've been there and done that. That's why I freely give life lessons to all my young successors in the school of hard knocks. You can call me Professor X. Used to flex the 4-5 with 8 in the clip. Temple was bad. Now I don't even trip over petty stuff because I seen people get a life sentence or get killed over stupid. I ain't gonna say it, but fill in the blank. I'm trying to maximize gratitude and minimize complaints. I ain't a saint every day, but that's why I pray. I'm like your pops working overtime. All work, no play. Man, that's so good, bro. Now, we're gonna probably... We're gonna to try to play that one. You got that one on SoundCloud, right? Or something? don't have that one on SoundCloud. No, it's, no. Still, it's still it's being still, recorded, okay, right. but that's the most recent verse I wrote. Now talk about one that is on SoundCloud that we're probably gonna play. Uh huh. Um, talk about that one. Oh, so this song is called "Never Quit," man. Okay. Um, as long as God is with you, 
never give up. You know, it said that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Mm. So it talks about just keep going, never quit, right? And my granny used to say, my granny passed away, she's in heaven. But she used to say uh, her favorite scripture was, when I look to the hills from which my help comes, yeah. my help comes from the Lord. That was my granny's favorite scripture. So mm. um, this verse is, man, I don't even remember. <laughs> you have to play it. I, I can't think of it right now, but uh, you'll have to play it. All right. Uh, I can't think of it right now. And the name of that song is what? It's called Never Quit. Never Quit. All right. All right, man. Um, what are, what, what, who are some, who are some spiritual influences in your life? You know, um, I mean, obviously you weren't influenced by anybody spiritual that night you came to the Lord mm -hmm. other than, I guess, kind of your mom, because she sent the Holy Ghost with Come you. On, and so, 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 so talk about some of the spiritual influences in your life, whether it's just straight spiritual or whether it's uh, musical as well. Well, so for spiritual influences, man, I have to, at the very beginning of this transition, this walk, even currently, man, I never met him, but Bishop T.D. Jakes, man, he is one of the people who have, uh, he was kind of like a father figure. He was like a virtual father figure yeah, yeah, as far yeah. as in this Christian walk. And then after that, man, some God that started surrounding me. I went from being lonely to being now flooded mm -hmm. with a bunch of people, right? Uh, Anthony Corder, man, he was my first, I would call him my first youth pastor, man. <laughs> we got a lot of stories, but uh, Anthony Corder, he introduced me to Mike Barber, who kind of showing me the prison ministry, man. So just those guys, man, are yeah. are significant contributors to my now, now what church was uh was uh, Anthony kind of man, I forgot, first the, I forgot the name of that was church. Was it New but, Beginnings? Uh no, it wasn't the new, one before? it was before New okay. Beginnings. So Anthony <laughs> it was in Pleasant Grove. And I remember first meeting him, you know, Anthony he had the blonde beach bleach blonde hair, <laughs> yeah. looking like a surfer. Man, this dude was in the hood and yeah. at first I thought he was the police, but he was the actual <laughs> uh minister. He he invited us over to rap, and he's like, "You can rap, just don't don't hold you, <laughs> and yeah. don't be cussing, but you can come and rap." And he was the one that gave us the platform. Me, the first time, oh wow, rapping for yeah. Guys. He, he, he used gave to tell me, me that platform. He used to tell me about that those days. Yeah, man. he was a major component to that. So he was like a primary contributor to this this journey that I'm. Yeah, yeah. I love Anthony and Cynthia. Yeah, they've been on the podcast. We got to get back on on video, but they they've been on the they've been on the audio podcast before. Uh, you like to read? I do. I do. So, uh, what, what is a book that, um, when I was in prison, I read, I read a book and, and now when people ask me or, or I tell even inmates now in prison or even people out here, there's a book called the dream giver. I just tell everybody, you got to read it. You mm -hmm. got to read it. It was the first book I read while I was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason all of this exists for wow. even felons, the transitional house, the resource center that's coming up, even the podcast. And it's all about you know, God, the ultimate dream giver, giving everybody a dream. Yeah. And, and, and Satan's, Satan's um, goal is to get us to not pursue that dream. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he does whatever he can to keep us in the land of, the book calls it the land of familiar, but it's basically complacency. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. the devil doesn't mind us going to church. As long as, At we all. Don't, as long as we don't get plugged in. Exactly. He doesn't mind us uh, even tithing as long as we don't give any offerings. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't mind us singing the songs as long as it doesn't get in here. Yes. You know, uh, and so so the, the, the as long as we're not pursuing those gifts and callings that God has given us or called us to, then the, the devil's okay with that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I always tell people, look, you got to read this book. So is there a book that you've read that that maybe you can tell the inmates and even even people out here that, you know, it's a must read. Well, it's two books, man. Um, the Power of Positive Thinking. That's a good one. 
Um, see you, see you at the top. Zig Ziglar. That was one of the first books I read too, as <laughs> as a um, new convert. And then um, also one book that I'm really enjoying. I know it's kind of old, but it's by Joyce Myers. Enjoying where you are while you're on your way to where you're going. Mm. Um, man, those books, man, are are man. They they are must reads that you gotta. Wow, so good. That's so good. All right. Well, um, football, you like football? Come on now. Um, As you can see, I have Steelers in my (laughs) – now I am a a Dallas uh, area sports fan. I Uh love the Rangers. Uh I love the Stars. Love the Mavericks. Uh, but I'm not a Cowboys fan, oh, so man. so talk about your favorite team. Hopefully, it's not the Cowboys. Man, we just gonna we we're gonna do an altar call at the end of this, man. And um, yes, I am a Cowboys fan, and I have discovered that people are Cowboy fans, but they just don't know it. You know, they watch the Cowboys. The non fans watch the Cowboys games more than I do, and I think that's kind of suspect. So I do have an application if you want to be uh, a Fairweather fan or a bandwagoner. Hey, I got an application. You fill that out, turn that in. I'm a weigh the processing fee, and you can go ahead and join us this season. Well, I mean, the devil knows knows all about the Lord, but he ain't a Christian. You know what I mean? I mean, the devil will watch what God's doing, even though he don't agree with it or you know whatever. So, I mean, I, I, as a hater, I, I love to watch the Cowboys lose, but it's for one reason only: to hope they lose. You know, y'all love uh, us, man. Y'all love us. Y'all love us. <laughs> so, um, you know, I I grew up a I grew up a Steelers fan. People don't believe that being here in Dallas, but but uh, I was with uh, my brother all the time. We're a year and a half apart, mm-hmm. and my mom would always dress us the same. And I didn't li- I didn't like that. We weren't twins, so why are you dressing us alike? You know, because because you get buy one get one free on the same outfit. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, so I asked my mom. I said, Hey, I said, do I have to wear I'm like, I understand the school clothes. I, I mean, I'm fine with that. But do I have to wear the same sports team as him? She's like, no, you can you can choose whoever you want. Well, I, I'm 52, so I'm a little older. So I grew up in the 70s. Yeah. So as a child, you know, I'm watching TV, football on TV, and, you know, Steelers won four out of six, uh, four, four Super Bowls out of yeah. six years in the 70s. Yeah. So I'm seeing them on TV all the time. Uh-huh. Back in the day – Foot Locker, other stores used to sell all the teams, not just the local team, yeah. all the teams. Mm-hmm. And so my mom said that we'd go into Foot Locker, and she said even as a two- or three-year-old, I would just be drawn to that black and gold. You yeah. know? And and you could tell, I mean, look at the floor. The floor is black, and the, and the, and the, and the chairs. chairs are gold. I'm, so, yeah. you know, and I got my paraphernalia. My father-in-law, he's a Steelers fan. He's so anointed. Yeah, he's so yeah, anointed. Yeah. He's every, so anointed. Every season. I could feel it. Me he's, and he's an anointed man. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, basketball. Oh, come on now. Mavericks. Got to go with the Mavs. Okay. All right. Everything else? Rangers? Rangers, everything. Okay. All local. All, all local. right. All right. All right. All right. Well, um, you know, the guys are on, the guys and gals in Texas right now are on system-wide lockdown. And uh, a lot of it has to do with um, – Drugs. I, K2 was never was not around when I was in, in mm-hmm. prison and incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, you could still get the random back in 2004 to 7, 4 to 6 is when I was in prison. You could still get the random alcohol, homemade hooch, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe the, the random the weed and, and tobacco. But uh, everything is so prevalent now in prison. Um, guards are bringing it in. Families are bringing it in. Your visitation, uh, they're making their own drugs mm-hmm. with chemicals found in maintenance, and I mean it's just they have, I mean they have full blown recovery programs now mm-hmm. because it it got so bad in prison, and uh, people are 
with the dangerous stuff that they're making, people are just dying. Mm. They're just dying. They're just killing over and dying. Yeah. And, um, you know, they did the system-wide lockdown, uh, and their explanation of it was that there's been so many, so much violence, uh, and I think that's a nice way of saying there's been a lot of deaths that have con- been contributed to by the drugs, the drug, the the rampant drugs. And at the same time, they cut off all mail, incoming mail, so only digital mail mm-hmm. can come in now, um, with an exception of magazines and some books. And so they're saying that they were trying to, you know, people were soaking paper in envelopes in K2 and mm-hmm. other liquid meth and all that. So they're trying to cut down on all that, but they put they put a system-wide lockdown in. And you've never experienced lockdown, mm-hmm. okay? So, uh, and I know that, but... Just to give you a little bit of hint of what goes on during lockdown, man, it's it's you're you're in your cell. Yeah, it's what the cell is. The yeah. cell is half the size of this little twelve by eight that we're in. You know, a, a six by nine, and sometimes you're in there with another guy, and uh, and you're in there until they get through doing what they're supposed to do. You don't get fed correctly, and they never do this kind of lockdown in this summer heat like this. Mm-hmm. They never do it, and but they're doing it right now, and probably because out of crisis mode they're trying to stop some stuff and um but it really can wear a human down not only not only the lockdown but but the heat and now it's doubled now i know our god is an amazing god you know uh, even though the lockdown started on wednesday it's going to go at least in all the prisons going to go at least a minimum of 2 weeks probably um some of the big, the bigger prisons is going to go probably a month or more but our God knows everything. He wasn't caught off guard by this system-wide lockdown. And um, starting today, it's going to be cooler over the next week. Yeah. You know? And so I love the fact that God said, okay, you got a system-wide lockdown going. Let me let me breathe a little cool mm-hmm. breeze yeah. Over, yeah. over the other guys. But uh, but it can get really, it can it can wear on you emotionally. And uh, and then you already know just by going in and ministering, you you can feel certain things, you can see certain things, you can see the heaviness on people when they come in, whether it's men or women. Um, as we as we wrap up, man, just 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 look at this camera here and and talk to them and encourage them, give them something to hang on to, hold on to, and and just uh, from your heart, from the word, whatever whatever the Holy Spirit leads. Now, first of all, I know this is just going to be some random stuff, y'all, but uh, leave them cigarettes alone. I, I was a chaplain at Harris County Jail. Um, the guy, he was mopping the floor. He was making circles around. and he was, I've never seen somebody so enthusiastic to take out the trash, and I was wondering <laughs> why. I guess the guards was having tobacco. He spent the tobacco inside the trash. He's making cigarettes out of it. And I was like, there's, had I known, if I would have known I'm smoking some spit-out tobacco, <gasps> I I just would have just fell out right now, <laughs> but no, God is with you, man. Um, um, one of my primary objectives on why I do what I do. The reason why I go into the prisons is, is for one, um, God showed me a vision a, a while back when I started doing prison ministry. He showed me that it's some prisoners inside there. That's like the it's the valley of the dry bones, right? And so that's why I go in so I, that I can speak. And what happens was what happened was in the valley of the dry bones, the prophet prophesied. And the bones begin to reassemble, and they they were dead, right? And they be, begin to reassemble, and they became alive. And the Bible says that they became a mighty army. 
I believe the same thing is happening inside the prisons. That's why I go in as I prophesy what God says, uh, the reassembling of lives are happening and God is raising a mighty army inside those prisons walls. And so when you, when you, come out or when you're in there he's using you to not only impact the world out here because right now it's a lot of entertainment going on out here and so god is sending some real deal people from the prisons right no pride on, nothing yeah. some real deal people to come out here and do some real ministry not tv ministry but some real out there in the street type ministry right and so uh, with that being said man god is with you every step of the way he has a call he has a purpose for your life uh, the best thing that you can do is just say, I surrender. And, you know, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He didn't say he'll deliver us from the, the traumatic situations or the troublesome situations, but he said, I'll be there with you. You know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So God loves you. God wants to use you, your talents, your gifts. I'm a perfect witness of that. I'm not perfect. I'm telling you, he wants to use you. He has a better plan for your life, things that you can't even imagine. Me being here at this particular moment in time, doing this right here, it's all God. And he has the same thing for you. Something great in store for you that you can't even conceive. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, man, for yeah. that word. I was blessed by that word. Yeah. <clears throat> Andrea, thank you so much for sharing uh, your man with us today. That's we appreciate girl. you. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you ever rapped with him on the album? She tried. Yeah. When oh, yeah. I first met her, that's I how I met her. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> At my open mic in Houston. Oh, y'all have that's on video? Somewhere. Oh, we gotta. Yeah. So oh, if we can get it, man, let's put it on this episode. All right. If we yeah. can do it, man, that'd be great. Husband yeah. and wife rapping. Yeah. But that was before you were husband and wife, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's how I met her. First okay. Met so y'all yeah. just all right. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. You remember what the rap was? Wow. You no, know, she came as one of my. Uh, well, first I, I I reached out to her, you know, like, hey, uh, you looking good? So you want to come to one of my open mics? Uh, this is in Dallas, right? Yeah. And that's when I was doing the open mic. I was doing um, an open mic type thing in Rockwall. Yep. And then uh, she was like, uh, I try to come, whatever. And then she's like, uh, she never came. But anyway, I hit her up again. Like later on, I was in Houston. I moved to Houston. That's when Anthony okay. invited me right, down yeah, to be yeah. a chaplain. And yeah. When Anthony called me, he said, "Man, you want to be a chaplain?" I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> what? A what? A chaplain in Harris County Jail?" Man, I was terrified. I was like, "A chaplain? First of all, a chaplain, yeah. and then a chaplain in jail in Houston." <laughs> I literally, by faith, I said, "Okay." Packed up my stuff and moved to Houston and worked as a chaplain. Mm. Now, and that's when I met her. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I said, uh, I said, hey, won't you come to my open mic? She said, I can't. I'm in Houston. I said, guess what? I'm in Houston. I'm too. in Houston. That's <laughs> awesome. And she showed up and she did what her souls and brought some people and there we go. Oh man, the rest is history. Yeah. Four kids later. Yeah, four kids. <laughs> four of them, man, back to back. Like thank the you so much. Thank you so much, Andrea, yeah. for for carving out time and coming and hanging out with us and letting us hear. Uh, letting us hear uh, your story, man. Yeah. I appreciate you, and we appreciate all you do. I appreciate and, you, man. Uh, for maybe what you do. Maybe well. we can. Maybe we can. I go into prisons a lot, and uh, uh, maybe we can take you into to one, one of the night, the one of the prisons we go into. And uh, and if you if you are if you are a, an inmate at one of the Texas prisons, uh, and you want some really good hip hop, uh, and, and, and to come, and uh, maybe we can all work together because. I tell everybody that's that's inmates. I mean, I've gone to Idaho prison, Missouri prison, uh, Arkansas prison, 
So I tell all these inmates that are listening, hey, if you want me background checking for giving felons oh, to come to okay. your unit, yeah. have, have somebody reach out from your unit. And they do. Yeah. They do all the time. We've got a long list right now. We're on pause because of the lockdown. But we got a long list of, of inmates, I mean, of units we're trying to set up. So wow, yeah. if uh, if you want some more other than what, what you got on the schedule, which it sounds like two October, December, mm -hmm. if you want one or two more, let me know. And, um, you know, I'm sure these people would love to love I'm, to have you come out. I'm with it, man. Okay. Uh, shout out to all the units that allow me, uh, especially the TDC units, you know, yes. the women units, they don't have the good sound system. So shout right. out to the, the, the wardens that let me come in with my speakers and, we, we do what we do, man, so uh, shout out to y'all, man. But, yeah, absolutely, Amen. I'd love to come out and, and do what we do. Amen. Well, let's close out. I'm going to close out in prayer, uh, and I'm going to pray over you guys as well. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you uh, once again for this platform, Lord. We thank you for Exodus and and, uh, and even Andrea allowing him to use his gift and to, to evangelize and go into the prisons. And, Lord, we thank you for everything that um, you, you've done in, in and through this couple, Lord, we thank you for their children. We thank you for uh, any any business ventures that they're gonna do or are doing, Lord. We pray that you enlarge their territory, and Lord, we pray that you just open doors that they that they want to effective door, open real effective doors. Not let the, the the devil tries to open doors to make it look like they're the right ones to go through, but Lord, let them know what doors to go through that you have opened for them. And uh, give them everything they need for this for this next chapter in their life, Lord. Give them everything they need for uh, the music writing and any other things they have in the plans, whether it's a book or whether it's whatever. Lord, we thank you for the ministry of Exodus, and we thank you for his family, his number one ministry. But, Lord, we also just thank you for your story, for your grace and your mercy that saved him from having to go down a path that I went down in prison. Thank you that saved him from taking his own life. Lord, think of all the, the, the ministry and music and, and kids and family that we would have missed if, mm. if Holy Spirit, you hadn't stepped in that yes, night. Lord. If, 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 if his mom hadn't, hadn't asked the Holy Spirit to be with him and, and send, send it with him, Lord, all the stuff we would have missed. Mm. So we thank you, God, for Exodus. Lord. We thank you for his family. Thank you for his ministry. We ask you to bless it. Lord, bless the listener. Uh, whether they're out here and listening on YouTube or audio or in prison, Lord, bless the listener. Let them be encouraged by this story. And Lord, if anybody in this listened uh, to this today wants to pray that prayer in, in Romans, it says, I, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead. It says in Romans that if you pray this prayer, you'll be saved. Yes. So Lord, we just pray that if people are touched by his story, they pray that prayer with me that, that we just prayed. And Lord, we thank you that they'll just hit that accept Christ button, but they'll also go to the, the videos that talk about what to do after you get saved and learn more about the yeah. Bible and everything else, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the platform. We thank you for the lives that are going to be touched, that are, that are being touched right now by Exodus story. And uh, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Andrea, again for letting him uh, it come to it. Amazing. Awesome. awesome all right, we got to find that video, all right? Yes. We need to find that video. That's her, that's her assignment. <laughs> Research. You got to find it, all right? Thank, all right? thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all later. Yeah. Go Cowboys. Go Steelers. Yeah. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. 
I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's time to grow up. Man up. Treat our women with more respect. This song is dedicated to you. In fact, it's overdue. I owe you an apology for the way that I mistreated you. Seeking to enter your body through the seat would tell you anything just to get your body on top of me. I'm supposed to be a man of God under my father's daughters. But instead, I let lust enter and slaughter my conscience. I became an accomplished whore with an appetite for females, a simple carnivore. Down in my core, I was being tormented by the guilt of making you a victim of the filth stored in my mind. Pornographic residue imitated what I viewed when I was with you. I didn't value your tempo, you were just a quick fix, a temporary escape from the conflict. Do not be contented, never settle for substandard men. You deserve a king, God's beautiful queen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. 
Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm Jaden Gum, and this has been Background Check.